Like, there's an episode where Linka's brother ODs on drugs and dies. Oh, shit. <laughs> Carolyn laughs. Dying's pretty hardcore. It's pretty hard. <laughs> it is. I almost picked that one to, to do this time. Captain Planet goes there. We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode. Shows that sucked and shows that flowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe, secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. Hello, and welcome to A Very Special Episode, the podcast which reviews very special episodes of TV starring mulleted gestalt beings who love the environment. I am your host, Austin Gorton, and with me after a long day of spreading rumors from a janitor's closet is... <laughs> Carolyn Maine. <laughs> kid, this episode's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and climbing out of the sewers just to join us is... <laughs> David Bitsenhofer. We, now, now people are going to think we're reviewing a Ninja Turtle. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, hold there. on, people. We're Not that exciting. <laughs> there are some parallels. But there's a serious lack of pizza, though. So, you know. Mm. This is true. Inferior. This is true. Bummer, dude. <laughs> this week, we are discussing Captain Planet and the Planeteers, Season 3, Episode 11, A Formula for Hate, in which verminous scum uses the HIV diagnosis of a high school athlete to spread <laughs> disinformation and hate about the disease before Captain Planet tells everyone to just knock it the hell off. <laughs> This is so thereby spicy. solving the problem forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad we got good information on AIDS, and I'm glad we took environmentalism seriously since 1997. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I have. I have a note uh, when the opening credits start up, and they're like, you know. Gaia says the world needs defending. And I'm like, oh, it's so adorable how we thought the planet was in danger in 1990. Yeah, I know. Right? We, we, had, we had it so good back then. We had no idea what was to come. So when did this episode come out? 90? This episode in particular aired on uh, something something 1992. Okay. Uh, November 21st, 1992. I couldn't remember the exact high, like year these came out, but I'm like, oh, they're acknowledging AIDS now, so I guess it's later 80s then, right? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Must be post-Reagan, at least. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, the Gipper is, uh, <laughs> the Gipper's moved on at this point. Are we Bush? Or no, we're Clinton we right now. We might be into Clinton, yeah. 92 was Clinton, so I don't know. yeah. But yeah, see, there right, you go. That's yeah. why we're History all talking about it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Carolyn, what is your relationship mm-hmm. with one Captain Planet and his planeteers? Oh, boy. Well, I like how gestalt he is. For <laughs> <one>. <laughs> he's, he's a rippling manhood. No, um, I definitely watched this when it came out. And, you know, lately I have been thinking about the Deke. So thank you for bringing that into our home. She wants the Deke. Deke being the animation studio that produces yes. this. It's 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 a real cheap animation house, but boy, they sure got a lot done. I mentioned Street Sharks for no reason last episode, and that's a Deke property. And I just bought myself a stunt dog cell, which no one knows about but me. I'm excited. So Deke has done a lot of our history. I don't know when to bring it up, so I might as well bring it up now. Mm-hmm. That like, okay. I watch some of these old cartoons, and I'm like, 
man, this animation's bad. But at the time, like, <laughs> I feel like I didn't recognize it or something. Like, as a kid, I'm it just does. Like, yeah, it, it's a cartoon. It it's fine. Does suck. Like, as a kid, you're like, oh, the opening credits animation is so good. I wish the main show animation was better. <laughs> and you watch it as an adult, and you're like, I wish the an- the regular animation was competent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things about this studio is how much it sucks. And how much when you're a kid, it doesn't bother you. It's yeah. like, well, because, you know, I do drawing stuff. And I'm like, well, Jesus, you can just shit it out. If you can commit yourself to have diarrhea of the pen, then you can have a, a series like Captain Planet or the Street Sharks. So it makes me Why, dream and, big. And Deke famously is the, uh, or I guess, I don't know, semi-famously, infamously perhaps, uh, is the studio that took over like the last season or two of G.I. Joe. Oh. So they churned out a couple, three seasons through Sunbow animation, which was, you know, 80s animation, Mm -hmm. but light years better than the last seasons when Deke came along and they just like (laughs) shortcutted everything and cheaped out on stuff. When you watch Deke try to turn around those street sharks with their heads that are a third of their body mass, (laughs) who knows how forward those mouths go. It's amazing. It's different every time. I'm sure the Japanimation who started Transformers was much better mm-hmm. than Deke. But more to your question. Um, I think I whole hog watched Captain Planet once in a while as a kid. A bit more Saturday morning than weekday afternoon. I remember having to laugh at it even then. Like being a kid and knowing it's corny. Because, like, Captain Planet would grunt when he had to lift up a car door. (laughs) But then he would just throw, like, a building into another building without breaking a sweat. (laughs) So you you could always tell that the stakes were sloppy. (laughs) But that said, I'm a big planeteer. Who doesn't have the heart for it, you guys? Yeah, exactly. Uh, David, how about you? Yeah, I definitely watched it as, uh, I guess, middle school. I'm trying to think. I remember... Most of the, I feel like it was on Saturday mornings for a while, but then I, most mm-hmm. of what I remember when I remember watching it would be in the morning before I went to school. And it was like an hour block of uh, James Bond Jr. and Captain Planet. And that, <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> some good time. James Bond Jr. <laughs> Kiss a bunch of girls on the mouth. No one can stop him, but scum always try. Young James Bond gets through each web of lies. He learned the game from his Uncle James. Now he's heir (laughs) to the name James Bond. There we go. Because the bad guy in this is named Scum. I know, I know. I got confused watching. Like, my brain couldn't handle it for a moment. (laughs) Well, if it makes you feel any better, David, this is Scum, S-K-U-M-M, I think. Oh, I don't know why. Like, I'm not quite sure why that. Why I they think felt that Scum was and James Bond Jr. There might be two M's. Definitely a U and a C. Well, it's an acronym. Yeah, isn't but it? it's an acronym for something. I don't know. The society yeah. is. So, this anyways, is a good why time would you bring it up? Back to- Does James Bond ever show up in James Bond Jr.? I don't think so. You, you, that suggests okay. I remember I much more about it than I really do, except that it was there and it had a theme song. And he's the nephew, yeah. not son of James Bond. Cause... Right. Of course, he couldn't be the son. That would raise all sorts of questions that would 
shatter the morality of early '90s America. <laughs> you guys, you the guys only know kind of what... sons James Bond has are illegitimate sons, right? <laughs> exactly. This and, is what I'm saying. We can't have a hero who's a bastard, and they don't. Yeah, get it, get a show. You guys know what scum means, right? Like, I like that they tried to make this for kids, but you know what a scum bucket was before it became an okay. Dis. Is it I, I think you just take the S off the front of it, yes, and that kind exactly. of explains what it is. Exactly. Like jazz. It can go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that always cracks me up when it's in kids' shows, because it's a right. dirty word, right. all official, but then it got softened. But if you go back to the mm. etymology, boy, is it spicy. So that's in both of David's favorite deeks have scum on them. <laughs> and... <laughs> David's deek does have scum. He's <laughs> a scummy deek on David. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I was a bit of a young environmentalist at the time, which meant I, I still am, but still. Re- I was going to say, as opposed to now when you're an old environmentalist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And still well, just, like, you know, in name only, never do enough to- to make a difference, whatever. Right. You know. Like when you're a kid, you can cut those soda rings. Yeah, exactly. And be like, I'm you know. doing something. And when you're that an adult, awesome. you look into what happens when you pay for recycling and you're like, they just put it with the rest of my trash. <laughs> <laughs> and then you weep and wonder you why you should recycle, but just know the world's a complicated place that's a cesspool for <laughs> capitalism. I, I, um, I shouldn't recycle. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty dollars, David, for nothing. <laughs> um, where was I going? Oh, and so I probably watched it a little more earnestly than some kids, but still recognized like some of the ludicrous plots by the villains. I guess, or just like questioning, like, well, why are they doing? Like, what's in it for them to like start polluting the earth? And those are answers we never get. But um. I guess in the end, it feels a little bit like church feels in that like you go to it (laughs) and you feel like you've done something positive or good. But in the end, you've really not accomplished anything by simply watching this thing. So I take Yeah, I think my I mean my relationship isn't isn't vastly different. I, I watched this. I don't think I watched it religiously. It had like six seasons. I know yeah. I didn't watch yeah, that I did not many watch episodes six of this. Of this show. Uh, and then it had like a second like a follow up series. Like I think like the last new Captain Planet episode aired in like nineteen ninety eight or something, which is wild to me <laughs> to think of that. Um, but I definitely watched it. This this episode in particular is one of the few that I have very specific memories Mm. of, possibly because it taught me about HIV. Like, this may have been the first time that I, like, (laughs) learned about it and then was comforted by the fact, by, like, the lesson that they teach, that it's like, well, you can only get it these three ways. I'm like, good, I don't have to worry about those three ways. And then I moved on with my, my, like, 1992 life. And so maybe that's why it stuck with me. I'm not sure. But I know I watched a lot of these episodes, but I don't know that I could tell you a single plot of any of them, except that one time they make a polluting Captain Planet yeah, Captain with pollution. evil Captain Pollution with oh, evil no. versions of the Planeteer Rings. I also think it. I may have come to it at just the right age where I was starting to see some of the warts in this stuff. Like... 
I watched Ninja Turtles and it never really occurred to me at the time that like Leonardo never stabs any yeah, dudes yeah, with his yeah. swords or that like Michelangelo never hits anyone with his nunchucks. But then when I watch this, I'm like, why isn't Wheeler burning dudes with his fire ring? Why isn't Kwame <laughs> hurling rocks at people to destroy? Like, why are they using the rings in all of these like well, super passive, low key ways? You kind of notice it. I mean, at least in Ninja Turtles, they had robots like Leonardo could slice and dice at least. So. Yeah, that probably helped cover the bases, yeah. like smooth and, over the. You know, once you start watching edges. like X Men, where they use their superpowers to actually like hurt somebody or whatever or like a, mm. in the ways you would think they would and then you see like right captain planet where they never use fire in a way you would use fire as like an offensive weapon or anything later well and yeah and you make you make a good point or you bring up a a good comparison there david which made me realize so this episode aired in november of 1992 which is approximately like two or three weeks after the x-men animated series began oh. And that's probably why I don't remember anything else about it, because I probably <laughs> stopped watching it. Exclu- like, I was all X-Men all the time from that point forward. Batman the Animated Series was yeah, on at this mm-hmm. time. That debuted in 92 as well, which, I mean, this doesn't even hold a candle to that. Those hit a lot harder. And yeah. quality and stuff. So I definitely think I was moving on from this sort of um, yeah. more explicitly commercial Though certainly this had more of a message to it than, like, G.I. Joe and He-Man. But then beyond uh, them not using their powers, as you'd think they would, you always feel like Captain Planet comes out way too late. And then the whole thing, it's like, I feel like well, yeah, a lot that's of where you get into the, like, summoning him a lot sooner. Well, we'll get there this episode. You get into the, like, Voltron <laughs> Power Rangers problem mm-hmm. of, like... Why do you fight them without joining into your Gestalt <laughs> being? Just do that for the beginning. Where it's like, just call a fucking Captain Planet. They give, as far as I know, I don't think they have any limitations yeah, on like, yeah. he can only be out for an hour or it right. depletes our power to call it. Like, just call him up every time. I would like to see the Heart Kid just make the two villains make out for a long yeah, time yeah. and then yeah. expose themselves to yeah. maybe HIV. Yeah, you want to see how you get behaviors. HIV? This is how you get <laughs> HIV. Oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Notice no rain jacket on that. <laughs> right. So before we dive into the episode, since it um, it it features a little bit in this episode, though more prominently in my memory of it, the device affixed to the walls of schools from which water comes and people <laughs> take drinks. Mm. Carolyn, as our former resident West Coast resident, yeah, what what is what do you call those things? That is a water fountain. And David, as a Midwesterner, what do you call those things? Water fountain. Awesome. In Wisconsin, they call it a bubbler, <laughs> yes. which oh. is just ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure on the East Coast they call them drinking fountains. Oh yeah, I mean I guess okay. I've heard drinking fountain too. So I've heard know. drinking fountain, and yeah. in Portland we have downtown the Benson Bubblers, which are named after ah. the one specific family who donated those. Hmm. But other than that, it's a water. But I did or know drinking Wisconsin fountain. calls them bubblers. Yes, that's funny. Yeah. They think there's and I only know huh? that because I spent most of elementary school in Wisconsin. And so it was always like, Oh, get a drink from the bubbler. What are you crazy people talking about? (laughs) I was thrown when someone called a shopping cart, a buggy the other day. 
Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Right? Is that not normal for you either? No. Okay. No, that's weird. That sounds British to me. <laughs> yeah, that's for babies. <laughs> right? <laughs> not groceries. All right. So we, we start right off with our opening credits, banger of a theme song. Um, it really makes you feel like we're going to solve environmentalism. <laughs> right. Well, no I don't know why. for the opening credits, right? They, it's just like a... Uh, Did they cut it this time? Yeah, you're right. It's, it's no, just a it's, narration it's the, like, of the premise. Yeah, like. of the premise. Yeah. And yeah, Gaia, yeah. she's mm-hmm. manifest. She just hangs out. Yeah, she just, I feel she, like... Gaia got pissed off enough that we're polluting her through it. It's like, fine, I got to Which, again, I'm just like... If she created this strike force of teens in 1990, like, yeah. w- what is she doing now? Exactly. Like, pick, get on your game, Gaia. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Take us down a peg. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like that Gaia apparently does not recognize the legitimacy of Antarctica or Australia <laughs> as continents. Because <laughs> uh, she selects a, a planeteer from one from each of the other continents. But we don't have, like, a... a yeah. Kangaroo <laughs> planeteer or anything like that. Mm, it that well, it's a the criminal planeteer from Australia was just a kangaroo <laughs> <laughs> with boxing gloves. With, our, you know. <laughs> with boxing gloves. <laughs> Kangaroos are strong as shit, boy. <laughs> do they? They do a pretty good job of skirting the line between stereotype and yeah i think they're at least conscious culture. of not doing that right like none of the yeah. at least none of the planeteers are like strict stereotypes that i know they just have right. accents which yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i don't know how authentic those accents are because so you know they got to speak thinking. earth language which is english so you know <laughs> right <laughs> that's what gaia speaks yeah, exactly. yes but she that's has true. kind of an that's accent true. Is Gaia a famous person? She yeah. almost Gaia sounds. is a famous person. Famous. Gaia is one Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, Whoopi. <laughs> uh, Whoopi, another way litter. to get HIV. <laughs> <laughs> this series is littered with famous people. Mm-hmm. Like this episode alone has a few. And and I was scrolling through the the credits on some other episodes and it, yeah, it's wild. I guess I'm assuming celebrities were probably they figured they could do a, a a voice role on this show and get a paycheck and feel good about themselves. Yeah. Right. Maybe a tax write off or a community right. service yeah, credit for community some service time. For them too, you know? Like I can voice this polluting villain and feel good about myself or I can be, mm-hmm. you know, like a bad guy in the Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. and I'll just do this instead. <laughs> or both. You know, um, then, you know, yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> carbon offsets or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. What does do you think Captain Planet ceases to exist <laughs> when he's not formed? Like, is his existence just when they bring him together, or does he go to like a astral plane of some well, like, kind until he's called? He, he obviously has like we'll see in this episode. Like, he knew stuff about HIV and AIDS. So, like, where did he gain this knowledge <laughs> from? Right, like he's just like a elemental being does yeah. captain planet fuck yeah is what david wants <laughs> and who know. could he fuck yeah, he'd have idea. to fuck another planet or god do you or think Gaia? i'm just saying he was you know? i could see them hooking up it seems the appropriate ship if i <laughs> <Right>? must <laughs> how I, much inappropriate I first... ship do you think is out there on the internet <laughs> 
uh, untold amounts enough to fill a landfill of Rule 34. More of that than anything else. <laughs> a lot of scum online. Yes. He does have a tail. Yes. <laughs> to your question, Austin, I picture like a sleazy bachelor pad, like the genie's lamp. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, genie's genie. lamp. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's just yeah. like blue turquoise carpet up and down the whole thing. And like it's a rotating bed, and I think he fucks in there. And that's, but that's so he like, can bring people into fucking? his like nebulous bachelor pad. I'm not sure it's people. But <laughs> <Okay>. Yes, <laughs> yeah, things going. Or does he simply not exist when he's not formed? And like his entire, ex- he's like four days old. Because he just comes out for like ten minutes a day, stretched out over the course of the episode. What's up when he is formed? Right, like they form. Yeah, but maybe like that's their knowledge that they're pouring into him or something. I don't know. These are the hard hitting questions we need answers to, people, (laughs) and we just have to guess. (laughs) We'll do it. Uh, so the episode begins with the Planeteers and Gaia watching Verminous Scum yeah. and his little rat henchman steal some medical record or like <laughs> like flip through some medical records. What's record. going yeah. on? I got a lot of questions about this plot. And, and <laughs> They're stealing medical records of a specific kid. Like, did they know that? Were they just looking for any kid or did they know that this like kid already? How would they have known to look for these medical records? Maybe. like. They can smell HIV. <laughs> They're HIV sniffing like, rats. Yeah. Yeah. I love that the writer, some writer thought <laughs> we need to explain how they know that this kid has HIV. So like, <laughs> we'll write a scene at the beginning where they find it in his medical records, but don't realize that that then creates the additional question. <laughs> like, how did they know to look yeah. at his medical records in the first place? It's bonkers. And is that like a cheese bomb that they use to blow into the medical yes, files? Because they're because they're rat creatures. So At first geez. I no thought it was like a goblin them, right? like and a werewolf. Rat people that exist in this world. I yeah, guess. what scam? As far as I know, yeah. I mean I'm I I, I did a cursory glance of, of the internet, had the crack the crack research team dig into it but not and, too deep and for like an environmental show why are you shitting on rats they're part of the environment too you know they they need to exist they're the bad ones <laughs> they're they're uh they're filthy disease ridden vermin david well generally they, like, they carry disease because humans aren't hate. carrying their weight and like giving them disease basically well yeah this is true mm, team rat uh, for david so <laughs> just team animal you know that but it's like yeah. the, the rats are rad like they're good and bad. like I don't they know. can be cute they can be cute I'm just saying they're part of nature and they're part of our structure yeah i don't want them like hanging out in the walls of my house or anything but i don't no, want their like I eradication from like the planet inside <laughs> unless they're a pet yeah you know? yeah if you have a pet rat that's that's your business so my next question is, I, again, I'm not familiar enough with this show. Is this like Planeteer headquarters? Is this Gaia's yeah, apartment? Where are they the, hanging the whole, out? Like, like uh, lifestyle of the Planeteer, I don't get. Like, <laughs> what do they do in their off time? Do they, do they go exist to school? When yeah, off? exactly. <laughs> yeah, where do they get their stylish but utility yeah. utilitarian vests that they all wear? Like, what do nice they do vests. for a living kind of thing? Do they get do like they a have yeah. homes? Do they live together? <laughs> do they have a do family? Their parents? I feel like their I feel like family shows up at some points. Like like you They do. 
Like, there's an episode where Linka's brother ODs on drugs and dies. Oh, shit. <laughs> I can't really laugh. <laughs> Dying's pretty hardcore. It's pretty hard. <laughs> it is. I almost picked that one to, to do this time. Captain um, Planet goes there. Apparently, just because it's like, nothing. I mean, every Captain Planet is a little bit of a very special episode, but there's a few like mm-hmm. this one that kind of rise above. Um, some of that, but and then I also love that they're like watching this crime in progress. Yeah, yeah, they're not like yeah, they're... like go stop. Yeah, they're like, oh, we better find out what he's up yeah, to. Also, like, how about you go stop so him? Does Gaia have like a portal to like just view anything, like like a crystal crime television. Yeah. I think. Yeah, like yeah. how was this that on beats. video? You know, quote video. I get that it's magic stuff, but like, what cued her into like? filmed it and why doesn't she like spy on all these villains and figure out what they're all up to like why stop looking there they're like what's their plan and then they're like i don't know let's close this portal that would show us exactly let's what their plan and then the next day we'll wander yeah, around exactly. high school for a while like keep watching <laughs> they'll probably tell you <laughs> uh, yeah so the next day everyone gathers everyone is at the uh high school basketball game i don't know some high school somewhere in the yeah, south yeah, yeah. um Jefferson is the name of the high school. They're going to state, but uh, verminous scum wearing a uh, delicious trench coat disguise. Oh my god, I love their outfits! <laughs> just like Raphael in the Ninja Turtles it movie. It is just out of Ninja Turtles. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, harasses the star player Todd, and then yeah, and uh, he, Todd. They're both they're because they're like rat creatures, right? Yeah. And they're so they're like concealing themselves in trench coats. Right. And, like, as one does. N- nobody trusts anybody who shows up to a high school basketball game in trench coats. Like just <laughs> period. Like, you're already you on lists at that point. So I don't know why <laughs> they were allowed one. into the gymnasium to begin with, but the, the acquisition of the trench coat put you on the list. And then their plan was just to taunt the kid, was that it? Like that's why they showed up here? I guess. I mean, they're they're like laying the groundwork for their plan, but before that starts, I guess they wanted to just key the audience in that like this kid's going to be important in some way. I don't know. They have to go and smell him and make sure that he has HIV. Mm-hmm. See, I, you know, Carolyn, this theory of yours is making a lot of Maybe. sense. Yeah, yeah, make sure it, connects, was it right. connects a lot of dots. Yeah. <laughs> what I don't know is why they had to violate HIPAA. They couldn't just follow their nose. <laughs> that's the real crime here is the HIPAA violation. <laughs> that's what I'm concerned about. Well, there's like a, so one thing I've been noticing, I noticed about the animation just even in this is mm-hmm. how most of the like secondary characters look vaguely like the planeteers like they're reusing models and such like uh-huh. oh yeah because the coach yeah. really looks like Kwame right just like a little uh-huh. older and then there's one basketball player who looks like is a gi who's the heart kid mm-hmm. yep th- yeah his friend Todd's friend yeah, um, yeah. Jason or oh, that's something like right. that he basically has gi's haircut yeah yeah, the, the the coach looks like Kwame with some bags under his eyes for all intents and <laughs> The girlfriend looks like Linka a lot. And, uh-huh, and then, then the guy, the main color. basketball guy, looks like Wheeler. Looks pretty mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. They're like just slightly tweaking their existing mm-hmm. models, it seems like. You're really good at knowing the Planeteers' names, David. I, I may have <laughs> pulled up IMDb just to... Uh... <laughs> Smart. Smart. <laughs> I have none of that. 
I'm going to start calling them by their races. That'll work. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, see, Carolyn, this is the kind of stuff that I remember instead of things my wife told me. <laughs> Your dear, dear wife. Thank you for staying <laughs> through the podcast years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Todd gets taunted by Verbitus Scum, and then he goes and tries to make out with his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's like then... he's like alone in the woods there. And they're like, oh, finally yeah. we're alone. And they just start making out. And I'm like, where is this episode going? And I was like, why, like, is this where he got the HIV? Yeah, I mean, no, he already has it. suggested. I mean, I guess he had his test before this, but I mean. Yeah. They gave it a good out because, I mean, frankly, there, the, a lot of a lot of HIV acquiring behaviors are quite risky for a Deke cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But they have one yeah. that I think is PG-13, so that's a relief at least. Mm-hmm. I do like when the rat man, and so they kind of remind me of like a werewolf and a goblin more than a rat. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but I like that they're friends and they make <laughs> sense together. <laughs> and he's just going to yell. He just yells at this kid like, you're going down. And kind of no one gives a shit. <laughs> Be ashamed to fall off that high horse of yours, huh, kid? (laughs) (laughs) And the kid just kind of brushes it off like some giant rat creature just gave me an ominous warning, but I'm sure it's nothing. (laughs) (laughs) The world of high school basketball is a cutthroat one in whatever town this is, so they're they're used to this. It's not the worst trench coat interaction he's had. It's still not (laughs) pleasant, but he's like, that sounds okay. (laughs) He saw like an undershirt from the trench coat and just felt safer by virtue of that. (laughs) pants and a shirt he's like wow exactly i've seen worse time it's not so bad (laughs) uh we get a uh uh, ominous bit of setup here when todd's mom rolls up and reminds him that he has a doctor appointment tomorrow Mm -hmm. and then his friend with gee's haircut comes up and is like oh thanks for saving me on the court pal Mm -hmm. and we get the idea that they're friends well no the the friend shows up after the mom's like all right i'm gonna leave you two to fuck <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah exactly. they all blow And then the buddy's like, spot. "You yeah. can't fuck on here." Yeah, and his buddy's like, like uh, uh, "Captain Cockblock coming in <laughs> with our powers my, my combined, powers we <laughs> will stop you from spreading the hymn." Yeah, I know. It's good. <laughs> so yes, at the doctor the next day, Todd learns that he has HIV. It stinks. Uh, yeah. he says. <laughs> it stinks. He says. Yes, oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. See, it smells. But the also, rats can smell it. <laughs> also, the doctor, and by virtue of this this entire episode, made a very clear distinction that he has HIV, not AIDS. Not AIDS. As if it could lead to AIDS, but it's not. AIDS. Which I, I get like that. medically is a clear distinction, and probably to the patient that needs to be said because AIDS is when right. you're you're really having bad things happen to your body i don't know right to say where like basically you're close to death it doesn't mean you have to but hiv just means you're immune you're yeah you're immunally compromised and it could lead to aids but they make it sound like if you have aids stay away from those motherfuckers but the hiv when it's just hiv it's okay it's like i think it's the same either way you know you still can't get you know aids by just being in the same area of the Someone who's has and AIDS. the doctor also explains that you can get HIV mm. from fucking, yeah, or but stuff uh, fucking, <laughs> or from drugs, intravenous drug use, heroin, um, mm. or 
Okay. The way that Todd probably got it from a blood transfusion that he had a few years ago before they were checking blood for the HIV virus. Which is convenient, because <laughs> if they didn't say that, it's like, damn, Todd, what are you doing? <laughs> we know where he probably got it, and it wasn't this blood transfusion to you. You think they would well, have that's to your point two, like a year ago, if it was two years ago, right? Like, no. But yeah, and to your point, Carolyn, that's the, the PG-13 explanation that mm-hmm. they can run with you. And they need it. (laughs) Um, But I did, to your point, David, I'm like, what prompted the testing? Right. Like, like we we don't get any indication that, uh, like, that he's sick or that he's under the Mm. way. He's a star athlete. Like, he just won the big game with his heroic athletics. Like, it doesn't really matter. But it was one of those where you're like, what prompted this test in the first place? Because it seemed like they were going to the doctor specifically to get this news mm-hmm. which seems like an odd place to to take it but whatever right. Todd also says he doesn't care how he got it and I'm like dude if your other two choices are like <laughs> <laughs> you're 16 and have a girlfriend and you got it from boning or from drugs I feel like you would care that it's not those two and that it was probably well, he just doesn't want to admit which one it was to his mom we'll put it that way Right. Yes. Everyone mercifully lets it go, but yeah. if that was a real situation, I would give it a little more thought. <laughs> Down in the sewers, <laughs> we check in with Verminous Scum and his little lackey, and Scum explains how he he has like a whole pile of posters with like Todd's face yeah. on it that just says AIDS written across <laughs> I it. I kind of love those posters. <laughs> Right to the point. <laughs> just, he, um, posters that I guess yeah, everyone just is going to believe posters, I suppose, or like. Well, there's. Let's just say the leaps of logic these townspeople take, David, are pretty big. Did they? Uh, this is just print, the start of it. Did they print those at yeah, the Kinkos? Yeah, yeah, exactly. well, Does he have his own? That person wasn't press. like questioning why are you putting this like high school student on a poster with the Look, word AIDS on it. It's called it doesn't the seem Kinkos like the most morally... Code, David. <laughs> Kinkos Code. There's a Kinkos Code. You... <laughs> No questions asked. Yeah, this guy's probably got AIDS. I don't care. <laughs> this guy's getting outed for having AIDS, but you know, Kinko's K- is paying K- me. Code, it's like the prime stuff. directive, David. You just you don't violate the Kinko's <laughs> code. We find out that the verminous scum's like lackey guy has built this machine that yeah. shoots metal hula hoops at people. <laughs> this is even better and... than the poster. <laughs> <laughs> but like before he revealed that, like you could just see the machine in the background, yeah. and I thought it was like a big printing press. Oh, yeah. so I was like, "Oh, is that the printing press?" And so then I was picturing these rat creatures just like working an old timey printing press to spit out these posters. I thought it might be that... like an AIDS ray gun or something. Like it was like <laughs> <laughs> the fourth way to get HIV yeah, exactly. from a supervillain's ray gun. <laughs> <laughs> the rats would have been better off with a printing press than this contraption because <laughs> we'll I love the contraption. How really it's related. And all yeah. it does is like do bondage. It just ties someone <laughs> up with a hula hoop. And you know what else can do that? A rope. Yeah. <laughs> he invented a whole machine instead of a rope. At least if he had a printing press, he could like seize the word and spread the filth and the hate. Step three. Well, that's their profit. So that's their, their plan is to spread hate and ignorance by letting everyone know about Todd's diagnosis. And a printing press. 
is a great yes. way to do that. And so because when people news. panic, they don't think, which that checks out. Like that's that's sound logic. And when they don't um, think, they're going to spread AIDS more or HIV. More, I don't right? know. See, if that's, you kept it down low, you might get more AIDS spreading yeah, rather than informing yeah, everybody. The lack of information is where you need to go. But, but so that they're like, right. that's why so it's we're going to so far to begin with. But whatever. We're going to spread hate and ignorance so people panic and don't think, which means they'll spread AIDS more, so then people will die, and then we can rule the world. And I'm like, I don't know how it's possible, but this plan seems both too small and too big yeah, at the same like, time. Yeah, so he's like, wants to be, he's like, <laughs> is he the master of rats, and he wants all rats to inherit the earth? Because that seems like a really relatable real-world villain for, like, to learn about <laughs> environmentalism and pollution, right? Like, But at the same time, like, in the span of 30 seconds, they're somehow drawing a line from posters with the word mm-hmm. AIDS on it to global dominance and it just feels like <laughs> it's a few leaps too many. I mean really you just need like a Fox News anchorman who's like right, this is going right. to get us ratings yeah. if we put this kid's face on there with AIDS on exactly. it. You know? They need to stick to the fake news and making the money. Yeah. I like how much work it must have made that little goblin man <laughs> to make that rubber banding contraption yeah, when really David I think they'd be better off making the AIDS gun like you said. Yeah yeah. That's step three profit. Uh, The Planeteers, who haven't really done a whole shit ton yet this episode, are like, we still don't know what Scum's up to. If only we had a magic crystal TV Mm. that showed us what villains were doing. (laughs) Instead, we'll split up and uh, see if we can find Scum. And meanwhile, Todd goes back to the school and his coach insists that he's going to play in the big game despite having HIV. And this sort of sets up that Todd's coach is the sort of non-superpowered voice of reason mm-hmm. in this episode. Uh, then Todd goes and breaks up with his girlfriend, uh, but yeah. doesn't tell her about the HIV. Well, it's basically just like, I'm going to college soon, and I'm going to want to bone a lot of chicks, so yeah. see you later. And, and, and we'll get to that in a moment, because he, he's there <laughs> at like his mom's fruit stand. I guess the dad's out of the picture. Yeah, I guess. Right? That's, uh, that's beside the point. And then she shows up, so then Probably the mom is like, come kid, we need to go. And I'm like, because he's going to tell her he has HIV and they just boned you last night? And be like, by the way, you know about last night? You might need to get checked out by a doctor now. But uh, no, see, that but... thought never crossed my mind because this is a children's cartoon. I know, that they, but that was still... They chastely held hands last night. <laughs> no, they were they making were out. They, they very clearly had them making out. No, I know. They did. They clearly made out. They did. And yes, you can't get... HIV from making out. I, I remember unless like, somebody had like a a mouth wound, like a canker sore. Like if there's blood. Yeah, blood, I know. That's like blood. I remember in like it's health class in high odds. school, they're talking about ways to get it, and then like somebody brings up like you can't get it from kissing at all. Like what if someone has an open wound and the other person has an open wound? It's like I guess if someone has like an open sore and you're making out with them, and then you but right. then, I think both of you need to have the open sore because that's be like. Blood yeah, getting you, into your blood bloodstream blood too, blood. you know. Maybe yeah. they eat a lot of crunchy cereal mm-hmm. and their mouth is shredded. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if we have any younger listeners, but it's important if we do for our younger listeners to understand that sex ed in the '90s was geared towards one thing and one thing only <laughs> to teach you that sex was dangerous, wrong, and you should never ever yeah, do it. It's and if you do, you. you should feel bad about it, and it will probably kill you. Then we had that new disease. We got we got to see AIDS start. There was a time right. when there wasn't, and that was a really fucky time. Everyone mm. was 
having yep. a good summer. And then we had to figure out AIDS. And I remember some of what we learned in high school. And I, to my understanding, there's a lot of advancements yeah. in medical care. Yeah. You can have yeah. a much higher quality of life for longer. At the very beginning in the 80s, well. when Reagan was denying it and such, it was like... A devastatingly quick yeah, like death, a death sentence. sentence. Yeah. We lost oh, a yeah. whole yeah, generation of primarily gay men, but also other people. And well, what's fucked up was... Big bad deal. Uh, no. They denied it. And mm-hmm. to be... Like, medically, there wasn't a lot of studying, A, because it was denied, but B, is just new, so you didn't know what to do. And there's just been a lot of medical advances to help with that. But also in the 80s, they just didn't even talk about it or get... And they... The medical profession, like the government, started finding out how it's transmitted and they just, Reagan didn't want to talk about it or have it spread. So, like, literally, it was spreading fast because nobody had the information of how to keep it from spreading. Mm-hmm. Mainly because it's considered a gay disease. And I think, right. I think mainly that's because, as we said, it has to be like fluid into someone else. And I think anal sex just has more of a chance of things tearing and like, and mm-hmm. basically, you're seeing blood and fluids getting swapped internally just has more of a chance, right? Right. Anally, but it can happen but it is certainly, vaginally too, and then it absolutely. And then yeah, also, there's yeah, did. blood transfusions and needles and such that can also transfer it. But when you're sharing needles, yeah. Not right. that most of us right. already know it, but it's fucked up that. And I know, like the Surgeon General, I think ended up sending out a brochure, but like had a lot hard time getting it out to people just to help stop the spread and save lives just because people, I don't know, because Reagan's an asshole. I don't know. I can't, I don't even know their logic for nothing. Yeah, so, so, so much of terrible things in our world can be traced back to Reagan. To this day. Mm -hmm. To this day. Still to this day his influence looms large. Yes. Okay. Oh, so uh, I haven't mentioned yet, but Todd is voiced by one Doogie Howser MD, Neil Patrick Harris. Doog, I didn't know that. And his girlfriend Lisa is voiced by one Winnie Cooper, Danica McKellar. Oh, wow. She sounds like an actual young person, and yeah. most of the time, a lady doesn't. Most of the time, yeah. these are adult voice actors doing children. Right, right. And so I guess we should say that, yeah, he breaks up with her because he, yeah. he's saying, I want to date other people, but it's just because he's trying Once to attract her, which is actually college. kind of something that might be realistic that someone would do. But Yeah, oh, it's believable. Yeah. I mean, both the, like, you want to protect her, you don't really understand what's going on, mm-hmm. but you're also feeling some shame and you don't want to tell yeah, the truth. I mean, yeah. Right. It's not the I most it. moral track because he's not telling the truth. But Correct, good news, right. he's going to get postered up all mm-hmm. over school. But yeah, it's more right. moral than just not telling her and then, you know, having sex with her. So, yeah. Saying with. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The planeteers chase Scum down into the sewers <laughs> and they find his sewer lair. But that, of course, is the the plan because then they get captured by his ring toss machine. <laughs> Capturing uh, machine. Wheeler gets concussed. His... <laughs> he almost <laughs> yeah. dies. Wheeler goes down like a chump. So <laughs> he's... he's the first one to get hit. Yeah. And it like wraps the, the metal band like wraps around him and his one arm is free, which becomes important later. But then like he trips and just clonks his head on a brick wall yeah. and is out. Yeah, he's like, out. Just down. 
So, so first that's of the all, end of Wheeler. No, he totally died. Wheeler. So first of all, when the, they're they're tracking them down, the planeteers are choosing to walk into the sewer rather than there's two side paths that are out of the toilet water. <laughs> and I'm like, you could maybe catch AIDS. They're all this wearing way. shorts too, right? right? Like, and some really slick they're shoes. Being one with nature, like, as guy intends. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're really getting in the muck there. I mean, you could maybe catch AIDS that way. You know, it's a long shot, but you could step on a needle yeah, in the sewer right, easily. Right. And then when when Wheeler, <laughs> he's like so close to death and he's drowning and with well, we'll a concussion the in the in poop moment, water. Because, okay, because, well, I'm ready for it. Because then they, well, the, all the hula the, hoops go around all of them, right? And they all fall. Yeah, it, it takes advantage of their one weakness, the need to lift their arm to access their power. And so, <laughs> and so what, oh, what does right. scum do then? Slit their throats. That Captain Planet, he's our hero. <laughs> Gonna need more no. multinational. And I guess teenagers. if you want to say like, well, he's not that murderous, but that's not true because he tries to murder them just in a more complex yes. way of like. So of course, rather than just kill, I mean, this is you know the yeah. the cliche, uh-huh. the trope. Rather than just kill them while they're all at his mercy, he like uh, flips a switch or something. Basically, lets more water into the sewer so that it slowly raises the water mm, level and will cause the planeteers to drown after scum and his buddy leave. He's flushing a big toilet up there. He just took the mega dump yeah, load. Yeah. And then they leave. And then of course you got an unconscious wheeler who's going underwater. So they're trying to keep his head above water. So they're yeah. all like kicking yeah, him. I know. Up, but some <laughs> of them are like kicking him down. I think they don't like him. There's a flaw in their plan because the sure way to get someone who's unconscious conscious is to just dump him in water. That that's what's gonna work right. out for you. Right. Which is what works. It wakes him yeah. up. Like yeah. he was a drunk. Maybe his he just arm... had too many shots. That's why he, like <laughs> he was really boozing it up before this. And he's like, I gotta that's, take a nap, guys. That's racist against North America. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, because he had his arm free, he is able to uh, uh, use his ra- his the power of fire to explode bricks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That- <laughs> bricks fire are famously blast to take down a wall and cause serious damage to the yeah. infrastructure of this town. Bricks are right. famously weak to fire. <laughs> you don't make fireplaces yeah, yeah. out of them. <laughs> Those famously flammable bricks. <laughs> <laughs> Those famously flammable bricks in the moist water drenched yeah, sewer. <laughs> Every time you guys say Wheeler, it just reminds me of Wheels from Burger King Kids no, Club, no. too. Right? I that that connection is formed in my head because isn't Wheeler from the Kids Club a, a, a ginger too? Yes. Most that prominent doesn't... feature I would say is his wheelchair, for which he's <laughs> yeah. named. Yes. <laughs> I'll name. What do you want to name your son? You want to name our son, honey? Wheeler. Because someday he'll need a wheelchair. How do you know that? Is it the ultrasounds? Or are you going to beat him? Or oh. Yeah, so they escape uh, just in time at school. Uh <laughs> You guys, this is where I lost it. <laughs> so, yeah. in addition to the posters with the word A scrawled across it, the next key ingredient in Herman and Scum's plan is to hide in a janitor's closet oh. 
and his that. students walk by, open the door, and be like, hey, did you hear Todd's got AIDS? <laughs> and then, and then it the kid's like, like wild hey, I heard this rat creature in the broom closet told me now he has AIDS. <laughs> that was like, oh, that's an incredible source. <laughs> Tom and AIDS, purple monkey dishwasher. <laughs> I saw Mr. Wheeler and the Ed Principal Carbopo and they made babies and then the babies looked at me. Like, this is his big plan is to just be like, I heard this kid's got AIDS. And everyone's like, sounds good, rat creature. Like, like a lot of these villains aren't doing it for money, right? They're like, these are mythological enemies and they want like yeah, plague and pestilence yeah yeah hate and bad vibes is so f- why do they trust this weird old goblin man rat in a trench coat in a closet that just kind of grabs a kid and whispers in his ear and so quickly the rumor spreads that todd has aids uh, and everyone turns on Todd, and they won't let him use the drinking fountain in a scene that seared itself into my brain, apparently. Because <laughs> um, they're like, other people have got to use that, too. Some, like, meathead jock tells everyone. Mm-hmm. I just... All because a rat man in a trench coat <laughs> hiding in a closet said so. He really hates this kid. Right. <laughs> Right. It's so petty. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. I really like what they do here when they talk to his friend and they're like, "He, your friend has AIDS. He's like, no, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. Maybe you do too. Maybe you guys were. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. There, there's some <laughs> suggestion there. I know. Uh-huh. Like, well, this is like, this gets back to the beginning of the episode where Scum, you know, sniffed this out and confirmed it through the medical... They believed him. Like he could have just said this yeah, about any know, kid. <laughs> he could have said this about Todd, like whether it was true or not. Like the fact that Todd has HIV is irrelevant to his plans. Like, <laughs> do you think? Except you he's think he has too like honest a... to deny it because he doesn't want to just lie. So he just. But I. Well, he, you're right. He that can he, only he deny won't. it by omission, but yeah. not directly. Yeah, That's but like his code. I don't think that would stop anyone. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, this is the this problem. Town went into a complete <laughs> panic and rage just yeah, at the mention yeah. of HIV. <laughs> Do you right. think that Scum has like a side bet on the other basketball team for the playoffs this year? <laughs> That's that... a much more believable motive than what we're given. If, if this if this was all just a, a intricate scheme to win a bet, yeah, I need my twenty dollars. Yeah, here, bet, here, 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 here. Truly evil. Well, the rumor from the rat man in the closet um, <laughs> spreads uh, like wildfire through the town. And pretty soon the entire town has uh, turned on Todd, uh, thanks to the posters and Kinko's uh, and some more rabble rousing from scum. Who's basically just like running around town being like, Todd has age. <laughs> what is this guy's deal? Oh, my God. I don't know. Uh, Todd's girlfriend, Lisa, is, is um, just happy that he has HIV and doesn't actually want to bone other women after all. Yeah, she's uh, like, which he is... understand. Why didn't he know this? And I'm like, I don't know. He, he's in a tough place right now. You got to cut him a yeah, little bit. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, you can be mad for him omitting this from you, and you can be a little concerned from some of the encounters you've maybe had in the woods. Yeah, I don't yeah. know maybe <laughs> how far you Disney fingered yeah, that. Know. 
Right, right. Uh, and then Todd comes home and finds out that his little brother, who spent most of this episode being like oddly obsessed with him, <laughs> um, gets has gotten beaten up because the people were saying that he had AIDS and he was like, no, he doesn't. And then he got his shit kicked out of yeah, him. Yeah, little Chip Chippers has a black eye and it was actually sad and that made me laugh and I don't know why it was. Also sad was the way it changed size, hue, and location in various <laughs> subsequent scenes due to the poor animation. How many frames do you think each Deke animator was cranking out every day? <laughs> Two? 30? <laughs> 700? <laughs> Accusing someone of having AIDS is like if back in the day when someone would be like, you're gay. And it's like, well, I'm not, but it's not a problem if I was. So I'm not sure how to respond to this at all. Like, right, right. Like you're trying to insult me, but it's not an insult. But then I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. But you're clearly your intent is clear. Yeah. <laughs> and so I should react like I'm offended, even though I'm not offended mm. by what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, to cap off his day, Vermis Scum is like, let's trash this farmer's market, which is the, the, like, (laughs) produce stand that I guess Todd's mom owns and runs and operates. It's, like, ten feet from their front, from the front door of their, like, mansion home. This thing is a little over the top, right? Like, I get town panics happen, but I don't think they just trash someone, like... I could see them wanting him to leave quickly. and not wanting him to play, but they immediately go to like, he's got HIV. Let's trash this place. You're like, hey. They start like kicking cabbage. Yeah, this is where I lost it for the second time. I like, I don't even think I noticed that there was the mom's farm stand. So I'm like, damn, they're just going crazy at this mm. farmer's market because they're taking it out on the melons. Like, I know. <laughs> We get a, a brief action sequence when the Planeteers show up and, like, fight Verminous Scum and his little lackey who's trying to, like, drive a truck into the Planeteers' high-tech jet yeah. for some reason. Like, just in, in the interest of general mayhem, I guess. Yeah, and then, um, then as they fight, then the, the Verminous Scum is like, what does it take to get rid of these planet twerps? And I'm like, you know what it'd take? Slitting their throats, <laughs> which you did not do <laughs> when they were caught in your yeah. machine. Oh yeah, man. yeah. So the planetiers' little jet looks like a flying saucer, and so when they're like kicking the shit out of cabbage yeah. and I'm like, get them, I'm like, oh, what's happening now? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And in the meantime, mm-hmm. Matt's running away, right? Or Todd? Todd whatever. Yeah, all, all of this kid. prompts Todd to run away into the bayou, I guess. The <laughs> right, swamp? now it's the bayou. Yeah, not yeah. The, woods. the boat that's just around, I guess. I don't know. Yes. He had a canoe. It doesn't Complete, last. I mean, it's a canoe, but it's like a gothic canoe with like the high <laughs> bow and stern, and there's like an old-timey lantern yeah, hanging yeah. from it. Oh. And he doesn't have a like a canoe paddle. He has like the pole like, like a uh, gondola? You know, like, yes, yes. It's like a, more a gondola than a canoe. Right. Exactly. Maybe this is a death metaphor, and he <laughs> took a coconut to the dome during the great farmer's market. I did like how they, like, this. you know how rabble crowds always have, like, rotten fruit, fruit to throw at people? Right. It's well, the first is, time we, we know where they get it from. It. Mm. There's yeah. a long scene of them getting the fruit, and it's not rotten. actually looks like very nice organic produce. Right. So right. fuck that squash. 
I'm I'm not entirely sure that anyone at Deke has ever seen uh, an actual bat or is aware of their relative size <laughs> because there's a few roughly equivalent to eagles that swoop around Todd as oh, he yes. approaches one of those cabins that serial killers take their victims yeah. to. I can't believe we're doing this night bayou scene. Like, <laughs> right? I thought I had a handle on what this turn after another. Uh, there he has a bunch of nightmares where he's like, well, okay, no, you gotta, you can't just stuff. brush by this scene, Austin. <laughs> Try to explain what happens in this scene to me right now. David. That's why I'm trying to brush <laughs> by. No, no, what's the first big owl? Serial. Vermin is scum big shows owl up, right? It's big there, he Goes to the serial killer cab, he lays down on the, yeah, the yeah, like, that's... stained, shoddy mattress. Mm-hmm. Vermin is scum shows yes. up. And then what? And then he. Then the planeteers show up. No, no, the planeteers never show up. David, you say. Verminous scum shows up to the kill, and then he rips the rope to the boat, right? Yeah, he like the boat. boat. Yeah. Uh And then Verminous Gun goes into the cabin and grabs the kid and says, like, you've ruined everything. Or something like, you know, Uh everyone hates you. You got AIDS. You should never go back. Right. So then he wakes up and runs out into the woods. Yes. Then to see like ghosts of his past, like his little brother being like, I can't right. believe I looked up to you. And his girl was like, I trusted you. And his mom be like, you're such a disappointment. And he's panicking as he's seeing all these people. And then wakes up in the bed. Right. Theoretically right. having dreamt that. Uh-huh. But the boat's not there. Uh-huh. So verminous scum must have actually been there. So what actually happened? What was a dream and what was not? And what was verminous scum's plan when he woke him up? Did he know he was going to then? Did he just get woken up by verminous scum and be like, oh, that's weird and go back to sleep and then have the nightmare? And was that part of verminous scum's plan? Did he actually run into the woods and see these figures then go back to the cabin and fall back asleep? What was Verminous Scum's plan to wake him to begin with? Please explain any of this, this to me, Austin. What what really happened? Is that not the question we're asking ourselves every day, David? <laughs> I think that this was all a long con to get this gondola. <laughs> That's been his whole plan all along. But then why do you have to wake gondola. He got the gondola. He didn't have to wake Todd up and then give him some ominous, you <laughs> well, failed everybody he- message and then... He does have a fixation on Todd. <laughs> he does a little bit, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> David, to answer your question, I ha- I don't have the first clue. <laughs> um, I, my read on it was that it was all a nightmare, and but then the like the the boat being gone is both convenient and also like a weird or was it twist oh, okay. that they threw right. in at the end for god only knows why but <laughs> and, and then he ate a big marshmallow and his pillow mm. was gone yes yes mm. um back at the school the basketball team is the the mob has apparently co- cooled down so we can carry yeah. on with our basketball game but uh the they're losing badly without Todd. Yeah, and they're like, Todd's not here. And the coach is like, I really thought he was going to show up after the entire town rioted at his house out of fear and hatred for him. You're like, look, David, you make a commitment to a team. You honor that. Commitment. <laughs> um, so Mati uses the power of heart to find Todd. Mm-hmm. Um, Heart's a pretty ambiguous power. It really is. I mean, this is consistent 
it, this is as inconsistently consistent as this power is ever used where it's like vaguely telepathic sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, he finds, he finds where Todd is, which I think is Bob is like, Oh, it's our old fishing yeah, shack yeah. or something, which makes me wonder about some of the childhood memories Todd has. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So the Planeteers call him an Uber slash Captain Planet. Yeah, right. Yeah, this is what they spend their big ring shot on. <laughs> I know. Feels like feels like a real low stakes ask yeah, of Captain exactly. Planet. Like, hey, can you go pick up our buddy who's lost in the swamp? We need to win a basketball game. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Does he have an air pin? Do we know where he is? Just use your planet powers. Captain Planet's like, do I get to punch anyone? No. Fight some polluters? Yeah. No. You just pick this guy up. If your yeah. powers combined, I'm going to go fly over here and pick this guy up. <laughs> and I love the way Captain Planet picks Todd up. Like, it's really <laughs> awkward. I don't know if Planet knows everything about AIDS because he, like, holds him at the maximum distance. And <laughs> in Todd's armpits, he's like, mm. My favorite detail is that when Captain Planet shows up to rescue him, Todd, God bless him, is trying to craft his own huck yeah, rat exactly. to get back to the he's town. hewing logs and, like, he's bonking got, like, himself. He's got, he's working he's, like, at a really good pace. That's all I know. He's got, like, rope somehow that he's, like... <laughs> threaded vines together somehow he's, like he's doing pretty good he's not gonna get it by the basketball game yeah, I no, know but he's further along than any of us would be is what i'm saying <laughs> certainly his boathouse childhood contributed other Bless problem can do spirit was the other problem would be that he would be going upstream on the way back yeah, presumably yeah, right yeah. right so the boat's not yeah. even gonna help and I guess we just assume that this is a world in which, like, Captain Planet is a known figure yeah. to everyone because he seems unconcerned with the, when this, like, blue crystalline guy shows up and just flies <laughs> off with him. Well, I feel like in this world, the Planeteers are, like, known figures because no one ever questions them either. They just show up and have That's kind of true. an air of authority. You yeah. guys, if a muscle hunk with a mullet who is blue <laughs> showed up and he's like, I gotta take you to the big game. <laughs> what would you do? It's for the environment. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Does this blue-muscled hunk have a mullet? Yes. Oh, yeah, then you're definitely in on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then you're on board. You just hop right in his arms yeah, exactly. and he smells like the ozone layer. <laughs> <laughs> and pine tree. Pine tree? Uh, Captain Planet drops Todd off at the school and, but the crowd led by vermin is scum who's back in the audience <laughs> in his trench coat. With the trench coat, we do <laughs> not learn. Coat. It's like, Todd can't play. He's got AIDS. There's no uh, rule book that says a golden retriever with AIDS can't play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, Captain Planet introduces the coach who explains to the crowd mm. that you can't get AIDS from casual contact. And together, they never mentioned kissing Captain though. Like, you can't get it from hugging or touching or this. And I'm like, wrestling. Yeah, but they they right. leave out kissing. So I was just like, because you that. could, but it's very you kind of can't, right? Yeah, right. Uh, and together, the coach and Captain Planet managed to turn the riled yes. up mob around to see reason. If there's anything I know about this world, it's that if you need to change people's mind, just shout facts at them at the top of your lungs. Yep. Right? And Captain Planet's got the good line, deal with the real. <laughs> that might Get help you. Get with the facts. I mean, this is why social media saved the planet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yay! You know, you just, 
the, the people who shouted the correct facts the loudest won. So, you know. Right. And I like that they say that, that we would support the town would support Todd if he had any other disease. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> he had scabies. Well, I mean, there's that's the hidden. I'd be like, get off, get out of here. If he got something else, he would be much more supported or at least considered more sympathetic. But, right. But there's right. a stigma with, especially at the time with HIV, because it was quote the gay disease slash. It's probably something you did. You know, you deserved it because right. you were doing something wrong, and that's how you got it. So Right. We moralized it the wrong way, but there are a lot of diseases that, like, you have to quarantine for. We know yeah, that right. now with our another new disease. It's like, Todd, we love it. You can't be playing the big game yeah, with yeah, yeah. COVID or scabies. Ringworm? Okay. I think, yeah, ringworm <laughs> I think that's okay. Yeah, ringworm away, I think. Measles, you got to get away from that, but maybe, but you know. There are things that can help you not get the measles or the mumps or rubella. Is that a vaccine? (laughs) That sounds like crazy talk. And and to your point, David, while getting yelled facts at you doesn't change a lot of minds, I bet getting yelled medical facts by a doctor would change more minds than having them yelled at you by a high school basketball Um, Disagree Uh, if it's a muscle hunk and a mullet. It's a small town. They'll listen to the high school basketball coach more than they would a doctor when they're... What you're saying is during COVID, we needed more high school basketball coaches and less doctors. Uh, to say and the right things hunts. and not say, yeah. I don't know about this vaccine. I hear it was from yeah, right, dead right, baby. Right, right. <laughs> um, but also, it does ring a little hunts. true that at least the yeah. hometown would kind of turn the other, look the other way because their team was losing. And they're like, uh, I guess we need this kid back on the court. You know? <laughs> If it gets I don't like this gay kid with like AIDS, AIDS, but, but I do like winning. The, the game, you know? <laughs> um, outside, so as the crowd turns, mm-hmm. Verminous Scum hightails it out of there. Oh, yeah. And then Captain Planet uses his awesome power to like grab him by the scruff mm-hmm. and make sure that he hears everyone cheering for Todd mm-hmm. and then hands him over to the police. Because at the end of the day, he's just a rat man and the police can probably handle that. <laughs> What was Can you get crime, prosecuted what's he, what's he for being a rat man? Yeah, is that Unless illegal? They have proof of him stealing his medical information. <laughs> yeah, the HIPAA. Uh, yeah. You got to pop him on the HIPAA got, violation. Exactly, he got caught on the HIPAA violation. It's like getting Capone on taxes. They got him on the HIPAA violation. Kind of evidence his for his like metal drowning footage of all of this. His, his contraption yeah. legal. Like it sells on Fet Life. Does, yeah, does, does, does Wheeler press charges for attempted murder? Yeah. He, he hit himself on the head. Yeah, he's like, oh, sorry, guys, I can't save the rainforest today. I gotta be in court against Verminous Scum for Verminous Scum like counter sues for home invasion. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, you're good. It's a good point, Dad. I'm not exactly sure what the police are booking. <laughs> the police are probably just like, I don't want. Let's, <laughs> the police let's are like, do we want to do with this rat man? No, <laughs> throw him back in the sewer. This rat man is gross. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so in the game, back inside, Todd wins the big game well, he, and reunites he won a, with his a girlfriend. slam dunk at the buzzer, which is just a risky play in general for you, basketball head. That was, that was a little <laughs> right. I'm like, no, right. you got to lay it up to get the hand ball out of your hands before. Yeah, what if he just did good teamwork with his other friend, yeah, yeah, the bull exactly. cut? Oh, you, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he reunites. Get the he reunites with his girlfriend, who we should note he can't bone. Yep, yep. Well, he could just wear a rain jacket. Safely, like I know. David it's said. still a little risky though. Once you actually, a know. little. But we we gonna do not bone after the big. You're game. right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. There. Uh, yeah. So that's the end of the episode. But we get not one, but two. PSAs. Yeah. So they, they saw G.I. Joe's knowing is half the battle and raised them uh, a second episode ending PSA. Uh, the first one is episode specific and it has Whoopi Goldberg as Gaia uh, giving uh, reiterating again that AIDS cannot be transmitted casually and uh, Captain Planet saying that we should protect ourselves with knowledge mm-hmm. but also a condom if you're going to yeah, have yeah, sex. Yeah. Protect- condoms are good protection. Yeah. Yeah. They just showed Captain Planet putting a condom on yeah, a banana. Yeah, exactly. They didn't say, but he's like, <laughs> protect yourself with knowledge. Knowledge. <laughs> put the banana through a donut, and then the donut breaks, yeah. and he's like, you see? It's classic. <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> and then they cut it off right before Gaia started talking about the Holocaust. His <laughs> 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 weird viewpoints on it. <laughs> Uh, and then in the final PSA, <laughs> completely randomly, yeah. we're told that we need to stay in shape to help yeah, yeah, the planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they- Tubby, get get in the gym. <laughs> it's like, they got me. I am eating chips watching Captain Planet. I should be pole vaulting yeah, to exactly. high heights. Like gymnastics. If you love the environment, you'll do track and field events. <laughs> pole vaulting. There's some sports that I understand and could do to an extent. Pole vaulting is insane. <laughs> like, you have to throw yourself out there on a stick. Yeah, I'm going to do that. You're going to launch yourself in the air and put yourself in God's hands at that point, right? Like- it's got, Yeah, it's pretty risky. It's for the youths and when their bones knit back quick. Yeah. Right. I'm right. not going to do it. Um, a couple closing notes from the credits. Uh, we have Whoopi Goldberg as Gaia, mm-hmm. her Starship Enterprise crewmate, LeVar Burton. Nice. is the voice of Kwame, which oh, I, I was really. not aware of. Uh, uh, Verminous Scum is voiced by Maurice LaMarche. Oh, who was that's the brain early... right. of Pinky and the Brain fame. Uh, was a bunch of voices on you know, Futurama and, and um, was Egon in the real Ghostbusters mm-hmm. cartoon. Ghostbusters. But in the first season of Captain Planet, apparently Verminous Scum was voiced by none other than Jeff Goldblum. Ooh. Oh, right. Which is pretty I rem- wild. I remembered he was in there somewhere. Okay, this was him. And then the first tight like the first thing that comes up on the credits is original idea by Ted Turner. Yes. <laughs> okay. Which is, just seems wild to me. <laughs> this came from Ted Turner in any form. Was it community service for him to? Right. Yeah. Right. This is yeah. Did oh, and the other thing. This is wild. Yeah. The the voice of Todd's mother, who sounded a little bit like an off model rogue from X Men, because right. this is supposed to be like New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I was fucking Elizabeth Taylor. Really. <laughs> 
Wow. Who was apparently just like going around the voice recording studios at this time, because this is shortly before she showed up on The Simpsons a couple of times. That's right. Well, you know, it's a great way to get the bag if you're a celebrity. Yeah. Right, right. I also so, yes. noticed some other random credits, and I don't know who they were when they did it. They were just listed. Yeah, they, they oddly credit like other like people who were in other episodes in right? every episode, which I was kind of weird. I think because it's so star-studded that it makes Deke look very prestigious. Yeah, that's a good Deke. point. They had Vanna White, Martin Sheen. I don't know what they did. Yeah. But they uh, Martin there. Sheen was one of the bad guys. I'm not sure who Vanna White I was. I thought it was yeah. Tim Curry. Tim, Tim Curry was one of the bad definitely guys. Definitely a bad guy. He is so great in cartoons. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, doing? Martin Sheen was Sly Sludge. Tim Curry's Mal. Uh, I have no idea who Mal is. Is he the pig yeah. man? No, that's Hoggish. That's Hoggish Greeley, who is voiced by Up's own Ed Asner. Mm-hmm. Wow, Ed Asner can get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dean Stockwell, our old Quantum Leap fan. <laughs> I love him. Uh, was Duke Nukem for the first three seasons, and, and then Maurice LaMarche took it over. Oh wow, and then they changed Duke Nukem to be a video game instead. Uh, right. Meg Ryan right. was in it, huh? Why not? Dr. Blake. Yeah, Meg Ryan was was like the female polluter mm-hmm. for oh, a couple. Yeah. The, what I love about reading this this cast list is how like for the first couple seasons when the show is clearly a phenomenon, mm-hmm. they got like mm-hmm. big name celebrities to voice these villains and then mm-hmm. they all ceded the roles to more established veteran voice actor types for the rest of the show's run. Right. I'm not going back to the studio, guys. Yeah. Just let Maurice do it. Yeah. One uh, a character named Zarm, who is the like anti Gaia or like Gaia's evil mm. counterpart or whatever. The Dark Leaper, yes. Was was voiced by Sting, David Warner, and Malcolm McDowell, <laughs> which is a hell of a trio to be wow. voiced by. Haven't <laughs> like, Sting and Malcolm McDowell almost shared roles before? No, they play slightly different men every time. Yeah, they could. Yeah. They could. That's a that's a hell of a run for that character. Eef. Yes prestigious right right and yeah it all all this all this plays out over uh that uh that iconic theme song it does bang it does make me want and you can be one you could be one too it's a good rap planet is the thing Thing to to do do. yeah it's 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 a a banger (laughs) here's what captain planet has to say bringing pollution down to a zero we did it can't yes, we we did it. <laughs> Thanks to this cartoon, the environment was never in yeah. danger again. Mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. All right, that's that's Captain Planet. Uh, any final thoughts, Carolyn? Um, I just know that I'm going to be going to a lot of youth sports in a trench coat with a cheese bomb. <laughs> 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 many rumors I can start about who's got scabies. <laughs> uh, David, final thoughts? Yeah, anything no, from you? Really just that, uh, no. yeah. Everyone should know that when you're unconscious, the way to get somebody conscious again <laughs> is to dunk their head underwater. It's going to work every kick, time. Kick them up, yeah. stupid. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Carolyn, where can we find you online? Oh, boy. Just hanging out, whispering in the closets. You can find me at, on Twitter while it still sinks mm-hmm. like our environment mm-hmm. at Carolyn Main, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-A-I-N, like the street. You can check out my card game at pitchpleased.fun. And I'm also Carolyn Main at Gmail. And generally, I'm online. I'll see you there. David, how about you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Bits, where I, I don't know, I, you just missed my big Twitter day. It was last week. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Your liver was doing its part for the environment. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I survived. That's the important part. And then, uh, Or did you? Yeah, I mean, maybe, not. maybe I'm like uh, Todd in that cabin. And I don't know, seeing ghosts in my bathroom. I am the verminous scum dream avatar. You're going to meet Shamrock O'Shaughnessy there. <laughs> taunt you with every drink. Uh, and at therealgentlemanofleasure.com. Maybe someday. Uh, as for me, uh, yeah, come find me on Twitter. We can talk about what's going to collapse first, the environment or Twitter. Mm. At Austin Gorton. Um, I'm also uh, celebrating the 60th anniversary of the X-Men, tweeting out a uh, fun X-Men thing um, every day this year, in addition to my daily trading card tweets. Uh, and then you can find my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com and various other places around the internet uh, as well. Um, yeah, come find me on Twitter or Gentleman of Leisure, and that'll lead you to all the other cool places. As for the show, a uh, very special episode podcast.com is our website you can follow us on twitter at avsepod uh come check out our facebook page download and listen on itunes google play stitcher etc etc uh yeah for a very special episode i am austin gordon reminding you to always respect the kinko's code that was a very special episode We dissected that shit from head to toe Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons Oh, how we've grown Seen so much TV that we're gonna explode Next time on a very special episode so, so.